Hello, and welcome to the Homes for Hope podcast. My name is Drake Holtree, and I'm the Western U.S. representative for Homes for Hope and your host today. If you're not aware, Homes for Hope is a building industry response to global poverty. Since our founding in 1998, we have expanded our mission to serve in over 20 countries and have had the privilege of investing over $1.5 billion in the dreams of underserved men and women through microenterprise development. Today on our show, we have the one and only Roland Nancy of New Home Sales Plus. Roland, how are you doing today? I'm great. It's a pleasure to be here, Drake. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge fan of Homes for Hope. I, I met Mr. Root many years ago, I think when he first created Homes for Hope, and I just can't believe $1.5 billion in, in micro lending. You guys should be very proud of the positive impact you've made on the world. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Roland. And and listeners, you probably can't see it, but Roland even has his Homes for Hope hat. So he is about as invested as you can be. We're wearing matching hats at the moment. Um, but Roland, just uh, so our listeners, if they're not aware of you, yeah. uh, would you be willing to share a little bit about uh, your background in the building industry? Willing to share? You mean talk about me some more? Of course. Uh, I'd be happy to, yes. So um, uh, I, I am an, a national sales trainer. I get to travel literally every week uh, the last six months all over all over North America to different builders. Uh, I, I coach the sales teams, work with the sales managers. Uh, I really teach replicable, replica, I can't say it, replicable, that's it, sales processes and systems. They, they really do work, uh, especially in this market when builders do need some help. But everything I teach is stuff that I've done. Uh, I come, I came from England originally back in the 80s. I uh, started selling new homes in 1987, which is sort of shocking. Uh, it's so long ago. Um, but I, I sought out training and sold, and sold almost a billion dollars worth of homes myself. Uh, and so my, my point is that everything I teach is stuff that I've done myself. So the, the sales teams tend, tend to love the authenticity of what I teach. And if there's new stuff that they share, I love it. Let's embrace it and improve uh, improve what we're doing. But that, but that's really it. I'm a national sales trainer, sales coach, um, and teach stuff that works and stuff that's honed over 30 plus years of actual selling frontline sales. That's great. Thank you uh, for Thank giving you. us a little bit of background. I know we've uh, Homes for Hope has had the opportunity to be at some of your events, and uh, the the audience is always uh, taken away with with the content. and oh. And we don't even sell homes, but we take away <laughs> quite a bit from it as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But transitioning right now, uh, essentially, what two things we like to do with this podcast are one give our guests the opportunity uh, to share what they think the building industry needs to keep front of mind at the moment. Sure. Um, mm -hmm. And then on the, the back end, we'll kind of ask you the question of, of who it was that invested in you. So mm -hmm. uh, taking take it away, Roland. Uh, what uh, exactly is it that you think uh, the building industry should be keeping front of mind um, in this yeah. current climate? Great question, Drake. So uh, I've spent a lot of time in the last month or two talking about why now. So uh, I, I think that you know when, when rates started to, to go up, there was a little bit of, of panic on the sales teams. Uh, from the sales team's point of view, they, they, a lot of sales people just aren't used to rates that are this high. Many of us have sold through four or five of these cycles where rates go up and, and we have to adjust. So I think that early on, there was a little bit of, of, of not of uncertainty as to what to do. And now I think that the market is settling back and traffic is coming back and buyers are, are, are getting sort of uh, understanding that this is, is the new market. But from a sales perspective, we've got to build a case for, for why now and have to really own it. So um, it, it's not just 
why my builder, why my community, why my homes, but also why now? So it would begin with the statement, you know, what I work with on sales, with sales was training them to make a big statement, you know, say it up front, prove it in the middle, uh, and then recap it at the end. So something to the effect of it, if I could show you that now is an ideal time to buy, would you consider moving or investing soon or investing now and, and floating that out there? And people go, well, that's interesting. I, I thought I was going to wait until rates changed or whatever. And then what we need to do is really back that up. And so um, I'm not really sure why it is, but as humans, we tend to be nostalgic for something that has, has passed us by, even though we, we might have complained <laughs> during that time. So, yes, uh, it was very easy to sell homes over the last two or three years. The sort of post-COVID boom happened. And as we all know, we all went through it together. But, but if we're really honest about it, it wasn't ideal, you know, it was, especially it wasn't ideal for buyers. So what I would do as an exercise, uh, what I would call a, a Socratic exercise, and, and by saying Socratic, you know, w work with your sales team or work together and ask questions and figure, figure this out together. So Socratically asking, we could say, well, well, let's look back a little bit. Was it really that ideal? So let's look at some things that weren't perfect a year or so ago. For example, we had massive price increases, right? So prices were all over the place to the point where um, many builders completely shut down pre-sales. So if we're making a list, uh, we had price volatility. We had uh, many builders that, that shut down pre-sales altogether. You just, you just couldn't build a home of your dreams. Um, they're, they're then, they're, so they're, they're, then if they did it, maybe there was a quota where you could do two or three uh, a month, and then that was it. But then they eventually, most builders just shut it down completely. Um, a lot of builders had this shocking thing called price escalation clauses. I say shocking jokingly because when we first heard about it, it was like, no, we can't be doing that to our buyers. And then we're like, we have to do that because we'll go out of business if we sign an agreement as a seller, uh, you know, unfettered to, uh, you know, or, or locking in a price, what if this volatility uh, could cause a builder to go out of business? So we had to put price escalation clauses in there, which meant there was uncertainty for the buyer. Um, and, and most builders, it was three or 5%, the price could go up. And then the builder could even cancel the agreement if they wanted to, if it got too out of hand. So there was no certainty there. Um, they, 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 most builders then switched to only building, um, I, I don't like to call them spec homes, but it's industry jargon. We call them designer showcase homes. Um, but as opposed to b doing a pre-sale, they said, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do designer showcase, but we're not going to put them on the market till the very end of that buying cycle because of, of price volatility. So, uh, you know, we, we don't want to price it early, which is understandable because until they bought everything that went in the home. So the point being, the buyer was presented with this. If you wanted a new home, maybe you're lucky to get um, a move-in ready home that somebody else had made all the selections. The price was locked in. It's take it or leave it and, and that kind of stuff. And then we even had bidding wars and, and builders went through that just like the, the used up market so if we're if we're looking at as why now let's cast our mind back oh, and then supply chain issues remember the thing the barges in the Suez canal i mean it was like every black swan i'm sorry i'm laughing it really isn't funny but every black swan event imaginable sort of happened all at once to us and yet we sort of navigated through it and pretended it was okay but it was tough and salespeople i work with were dealing with buyers that, that, that were complaining quality when when way down the s curve just dropped off the chart plummeted because uh builders were struggling to get doors and windows and just regular things in the homes it was something different every week um so my point being that the past wasn't really as rosy as we think it was yes we had low interest rates but that's about it because that low interest rates caused massive inflation caused supply supply chain disruption um and really didn't make it a very pleasant experience of bias so now let's take a deep breath and go why now 
So why now it's, we should play harmonic music? Oh, angels playing. Because now, guess what? You can, you're back to actually building a pre-sale. What? You can walk into your builder's office. You can choose your home. You can choose your home site. You can go to the state-of-the-art design studio. And you can personalize your home the way you would like it. Sort of like it was in 2019 and, and early 2020 before COVID hit and things just went crazy. So we're, we're, we're back to that, where, which is what most people would really like. And they're prepared to pay a little bit of a premium for that. Um, so, so there's that. Personalization is back. Freedom of choices. You can guess what? You can lock in your price. No, no, you really can, Mr. Mrs. Buyer. You buy the home. You can go home and sleep tonight knowing that when you move in in six months, eight months, or 10 months, whatever it is, that that's the actual price that you'll be paying so you can budget. There are no, there are very little delays anymore because the, the, the labor market has corrected. Uh, you know, your subcontractors are now not, not uh, stretched so thin and so forth. So you can actually get in on time and you can have a pleasant experience. Quality has gone back up again. You know, you can turn that chart upside down and now, the, you know, when, when down is going back up again. Uh, so, so you can get a quality home from your builder and those kinds of things. Um, and then, and guess what? Most builders uh, have recognized that the prices of things have gone down a little bit. And most builders don't want to lower prices because that, that, that could be disruptive. It could be unfair uh, on people, that, especially in, in a community where others have invested. So what most builders are doing is sort of have, have recalibrated their included features. So they're either including more um, they're either including more features like one builder I work with is now including covered patios they weren't doing that before others have switched from granite to quartz so luxury vinyl plank as opposed to vinyl or something like the regular sheet vinyl that, that kind of stuff they're including their luxury features or write this down they have incentives like they never had before so why would you have an incentive a year ago when there were people were queuing up literally sleeping out uh in in some neighborhoods like in charlotte and and, and parts of texas people were camping out to buy a home so of course a, a builder wouldn't have given incentive so now that that, that 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 sort of review you, you you get back you can choose your home choose your home site personalize your home maybe there's some structural choices you can be in short of a quality home you get better value in that home good you get better value in the home you can lock in the price and have the sort of harmonious experience that, that one would expect when dealing with a luxury with a quality home builder so we're back to that so that that's what i would want to explore with why now uh, is a great time to buy but does that make sense drake yeah, it makes quite a bit of sense. And I'm actually in the Dallas area. So I know a lot of those uh, friends and, and community that were trying to buy a home and, and they said it was like running a marathon. It was right. it was exhausting. Um, but yeah. I loved what you opened with. Uh, I wrote down, make a big statement and prove yeah. it. Yeah, there we go. I'd forgotten. I said I get so used to saying that. That's sort of a, a Babe Ruth pointing to the rafters, like predicting I'm going to get a home run. So in sales, it, it, an only statement or a big statement that gets people's attention, but then back it up with facts is really powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really insightful. Um, well, thank you. you so much for sharing, Roland. Uh, as we kind of pivot pivot to the uh, latter segment of our podcast, um, as we shared in the intro, Homes for Hope is all about investing in the dreams of men and women around the world uh, in underserved countries through micro enterprise development. Our average loan size is a little under three hundred dollars, and to think in the United States that that can uh, completely change someone's world and help them 
get out of the cycle of poverty is uh, truly, truly breathtaking. Um, So with that, while we believe in investing in the dreams of those around the world, we also believe that there's no such thing as a self-made man. We've all been invested in by someone, whether that is a a colleague or a friend or a parent or a a manager or something along those lines. So Roland, whether it's personal or professional, who has helped Roland get to where he is today? Ah, that's okay. Well, aside from my family, my my lovely wife and my son, who constantly give me support, quite literally, my wife, when I was at a a point in my life where I was as a sales director, and I wanted to come back to to training, was a little fearful of taking the risk. And she she gave me a good talking to like, Roland, if not now, when, you know, kind of stuff. And Max, my son, who I think was seven or eight, was was the same, like, Dad, you've been talking about this forever. And, you know, be brave and go back and and live out your passion. And it's been great. You know, I'm sure it was a God thing that moved them to, uh, you know, inspire me to, to have the courage that that I was losing a little bit. I was going to stay safe and stay with my new home sales management career, which I, I did enjoy. But anyway, so that was that. Early on in my career, my stepmother started a business um, in, in America. She came to America from England with, with my dad, and she invited me over to sell real estate. So that, that her name is Jackie. So that was important. Uh, and then early on, I had a couple of mentors. Uh, one lady, Fran Payton, who, bless her heart, I, I learned she recently passed away. But Fran was an old school real estate broker. Uh, and she, she, she just really believed in me. And she gave me these tapes from Tom Hopkins, who is a, is, was a well-known trainer. He's still around a little bit, but, but Tom Hopkins was one of the best trainers ever. I remember these cassettes. I had a really, a really bad car, I was going to swear, then a really old car with a tape cassette. <laughs> I don't know what I got. I probably paid like 300 bucks for this car. But I wore out these tapes, these Tom Hopkins tapes. And he said, he, he gave you scripts for going out and knocking on doors. And he said, you had to get 16 listings. Why 16? I've no idea, but it stuck with me. And I learned word for word his scripts. I could probably still recite them. And I spent a whole summer knocking on doors in South Florida, in West Palm Beach, actually. Uh, and I got 16 listings. My shirt was wet every day because I was out there in the sweaty, hot sun. But I was just very literal. I was probably 21 or 22, maybe. I've been 22. And so Fran gave me these tapes. And that changed my life because I, I sort of fell in love with, with with real estate and sales training too. Inadvertently, I didn't realize how much I, I, I loved the idea that there is, somebody smarter than me has thought through this before and there's a process. And then lastly, my, my last mentor was, was a fellow called, is a fellow called Walter Blackburn, who was a builder in West Palm Beach. And, and as a realtor, I took him clients, he and his wife at a building company called Town Crier Classic Homes. Um, and I would take clients and I sold two or three homes there. And he said, Roland, you're really good at selling. Could you could you leave the general real estate world and become and, and become my sales manager? And I said, yeah, I would love to. I, I, I thought it was a great idea. So that was, I'm almost afraid to say the year, but 1987. So there we go. Um, a long time, I know. But before you were born, Drake, was it before you were uh, born? Cor- correct. I was correct. A, I was a 91 child. I was just saying 91. I'm looking at you thinking 90, 90, 91, baby, I could tell. So yeah, yeah, which is great. You got your whole world ahead of you. So anyway, Walter brought me in and trained me and hired me. And, and to this day, I think when I train or sell, I have a little bit of Walter with me. He's such a charismatic person. So so yeah, so what was that? That was my, my wife and son, my stepmom, Fran Payton, Walter Blackburn. Five. Five for the price of one. And, yeah. and Roland, I, I love actually out of all that, I think uh, something that hit me the most was when you said your son said, be brave. Yeah. Um, 
what what is that like hearing that that from your son? Because we think about uh, typically those that invest in us are older than us. Uh, yes. But in a way, those two words were your son investing in you and encouraging wow. you and saying, "Dad, you can do this." So, what was yeah. it like to to get that encouragement from your own son? Yeah, I I, I haven't thought about it much since actually saying that. Just bring it up for the first time was a great question, but it, it, it it's breathtaking, right? To have you know have your own son sort of. Uh, care enough to, to, to sort of give great advice. And he's always actually been really, he's a very smart little man, little man, he's 14 now. He's gonna hate it if he hears this, but he's turning 15 in two weeks. But he's a very intelligent person and he's very measured. Uh, he, he sort of is a little bit more analytic than I am. I'm more of like act, act first, think later. So this was very nice for him to say, look, let's weigh it up. And, and, and he just cared about, about the future. And so hopefully uh, it'll be a good lesson for him too. You know, he'll, he'll think entrepreneurially, when he's older and and be brave enough to uh, take those steps to improve his life. So yeah, it was just a, just a great gift. I'm, I'm yeah. very blessed and yeah. fortunate. I, to I, I can see that. that advice going full circle someday to where you're telling him to, uh, <laughs> to uh, be brave. But then with, yeah. with Fran, you were talking about these Tom Hopkins tapes. Okay, when yeah. investment can look multitude of different ways, did, did you receive these Tom Hopkins tapes well or did you feel like this is busy work and Fran is trying no, to outsource no, me no, to Tom? <laughs> Oh, what a great question. No, no, I was in my early 20s and I was desperate to, or, or very motivated to improve my life. And I think I, my point really was I think Fran saw something in me mm. and she was this older Southern lady. She was just, just great. You know, and I'm, I'm from London, if you haven't, can't tell. So completely different than what I was used to. She had that sort of rich Southern accent, y'all. And I, you know, and, and she, but she was a really good real estate broker. She knew the business like, like nobody. And somehow she had these tapes sitting around, which was, was, was sort of, it was amazing. So no, I, I loved them. And I remember playing them. I had to go in my car to play them. I didn't have a cassette player other than that. So when I was driving around, I would listen to them and I literally would, would learn word for word these, these scripts. And I would go out and knock on doors and go, hi, I'm Roland Nancy. I'm, you know, here to help with real estate needs. If anybody looking to sell or buy or whatever it was, whatever I can help with. And I, I got listings thanks to her. So she, she taught me the importance of that. And so, no, I was very grateful to her, uh, to her, her, her sort of mentorship. I, I looked up to, you know, it, it, up to her. it's amazing how I'm just thinking how, how, how your, your mentors come in different shapes and sizes, age brackets. Now that you mentioned that with, with Max and then my wife. And so just, I guess, listen to the signs, people, you know, people, God's trying to speak to you through in various ways. And, you know, trust that intuition when, when it's um, somebody trying to help, you know, help you like that. It's important. So I guess definitely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And amen. And, and Walter <laughs> even saw Walter saw Fran's work in you years <laughs> later. So yeah, uh, yeah. we, it kind of all went, uh, not, not exactly full circle to a degree, but it all built off of each other. It and did. you had that, that amazing, uh, foundation but roland yeah. um just wanted to say thank you thank you for taking the time we we appreciate you being able to to share uh some some wisdom with us as well as um those that were speaking wisdom into your life and so i uh guess a parting question before we head out is there anything that you would like to plug i know uh oh, sure. you, you've got a book in the works if you want to share about that or yeah. even just where people can reach you if they need more information 
Yeah, thank you. I have I have different things for different price levels, investment levels. If you want to read a, read a book on how to sell new homes, um, I released last year Mastery of Selling for New Homes. Uh, and so that's going very well. You can get it on Amazon, quite frankly. So Mastery of Selling for New Homes by Roland Nanzi on Amazon. If you want to email me, then I'll be happy to provide a, a signed copy for you and personalize it. So you can email me at Roland at NewHomesSalesPlus.com. Uh, right, Roland at NewHomesSalesPlus. Um, and I'm working on a new book called Mastery of Negotiation. And then I'm turning Mastery of Selling into an Audible. So hopefully by the summer, uh, I'll have an Audible of Mastery of Selling and Mastery of Negotiation will be out as well. And then just if you have a question, if you're in new home sales and want to reach out with a question or I can help you or your team, then just please feel free to contact me. It's uh, I will listen to what you want to accomplish and proudly help you. So uh, that would be an honor. Amazing. Well, we will put your contact information in the show notes so everyone can get a hold of you uh, so you don't have to, to spell out your email address letter by letter. Um, we can do a song. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, as we go, again, thanks, Roland. Um, and thanks again for joining us for today's Homes for Hope podcast. I hope you listeners found it as insightful as I did and are encouraged to invest in those around you. Until next time. 